Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Personal Finance with Kaz Huda, where we learn about how to take control of our finances and build our wealth through stocks, real estate, cryptocurrency, and business. I just want to thank each and every one of you for continuing to listen to this podcast series. The latest episode on how to create a bulletproof budget was the best performing episode on the podcast so far. So keep smashing the follow button if you haven't already done so. And use your knuckle to tap the bell icon so you do not miss another episode. So today's episode is on why you need credit cards. I'm super excited to share this information with you guys. And trust me, this episode is going to be a really, really good one. Again, before we start today's episode, I'm just some random dude doing a podcast who seems to have a lot of time on his hands. So please seek advice from a registered financial advisor before making any financial decisions. And as always, Don't sue me, bro. Looking at the title of this episode, you must be thinking, how can this random guy on this random podcast say that having a credit card is a good thing and actually help you make money? Try to keep your thoughts to one side till the end of this episode, hear what I have to say, and come back to me and see if your mind has changed after that. I think a lot of us have grown up with the mindset and the mentality that credit cards are bad, debt is bad, loans are bad. And that you should only buy something if you have money to buy it, otherwise you don't buy it at all. But in reality, if you know how to use the above things like having a loan, having credit cards, you will be able to actually make a lot of money. Because for example, you can go out there and buy an investment property and borrow most of the money from the bank. You will pay a 3% interest rate while you rent the property and let's say get a return of 6 to 7%. So you pocket the difference there. Plus, if you decide to sell the property in the future, the property has most probably appreciated in value and you'll be able to pocket the difference between the sale price and the old price that you actually paid for it, all by leveraging your money and getting into debt. It is not enough anymore to keep your money sitting in the bank where it's actually losing its value as the government prints more and more money. But in saying all of that, in order to be able to comfortably get a loan for borrowing money from the bank, there are multiple things the bank look at, like your salary, like your expenses, and there are many, many different factors. But what we will focus on today is how we can show the bank that we are trustworthy enough to get a loan. We can show this by having a good credit score. So a credit score is a number between 0 to 1,000 used to represent your reputation as a borrower. It is calculated based on various different factors, which we'll run through in today's episode. This basically helps determine if the banks are willing to lend you money, and if they are, how much they're willing to offer, at what interest rates, and what terms and conditions. The higher the credit score, the more likely they are to lend you money. Okay, so this is all good information. I know that the credit score is a value between 0 to 1,000. But where do I actually check my score? So to view your score in New Zealand, you can go to creditsimple.co.nz, fill in your details there, and you will be shown your credit score and your credit report. To view your credit score in Australia, you can go to wiser.com.au. That is w-i-s-r.com.au. These are the websites I used to check up on my credit score and these websites update the credit score every single month. I sometimes just wait 
for the email notification that my credit score has been updated and get super excited if my credit rating has gone up. So before you actually go and check up on your credit score, let's run through a few things to help you understand credit scores better. The next thing I want to help you guys understand is how to actually get a higher credit score. The credit score algorithm looks at five factors when determining how to get a high credit score. The first one being length of credit history. So the longer you have held the line of credit, like holding a credit card, the more credit history you have, the higher the score you will potentially get. So if you don't have a credit card right now, after this episode, go and apply for a credit card because the earlier you start your credit history, the better it will be for your credit score. It doesn't matter even if you are in uni right now or you're working and you don't need any sort of financial help from the bank. The idea of having a credit card is to improve your score so that you can get the best deals when purchasing your first home, investment properties, etc, etc. The next factor in determining your credit score is the utilization rate. This rate is the amount of credit that you have available to you versus the amount of credit that you have actually used. This might be a little bit confusing, so let's run through a quick example. So let's say you have a credit card which has a credit limit on it of $1,000. That means you can spend a maximum of $1,000 on that credit card. And here you have spent $1,000 on the credit card. So you have maxed out your credit card. Using the full 100% of your credit card available means that your utilization rate will be 100%. This may indicate that you are overextended and banks interpret this to mean that you are a high-risk borrower and you most likely will not be able to pay back your debts. So they'll stay away from you. Now let's take another example. If you have the same 1000 credit card limit but only spend $10 on it every single month, it looks like you're using only 1% of your available credit. So now you have a rate of only 1%. This tells the lenders and the banks that you will be able to repay your debts. So you see where I'm going with this. Keep your utilization rate really low. This will tell the credit score algorithm that you are using a tiny percent of credit available to you. Hence, you will actually really help boost your credit score. And what I personally do is go buy a chocolate or candy bar every single month on my credit card and then go pay it off in full before the end of the month. That way, my credit utilization rate will always stay low and my credit scores always stays high. Easy as. The next factor is repayment history. You want to make sure that you make the necessary on-time repayments to pay off your balance of your credit card every single month without fail. Set up automatic payments here to ensure that you do not miss a credit card payment. If you haven't already checked out the previous episode where we went through the bulletproof budgeting system, that will help you stay on top of all of this. So pay off your credit cards on time. This tells the lenders like the banks that you can be trusted and they will more likely to be able to lend money to you. The next factor is credit mix. This means that you generally want to have a diverse mix of credit, like multiple credit cards, installment loans, retail accounts, and mortgage loans. This shows the bank that you are good at paying off multiple different types of loans, like a car loan, like a credit card, and a mortgage. 
Don't worry if you don't have all of these. The factor only amounts for 10% of the credit score rating. The last factor is new credit. This means that every time you apply for a new credit card or a new type of loan, it shows up on your credit report as an inquiry. Banks don't like if you have too many inquiries on your credit report in in close proximity to each other because this makes the bank feel nervous that you are out there applying for so much credit. So every time you apply for credit, it will negatively impact your credit score. But don't worry, this is only temporary. It usually bounces back within uh, six to eight months. So you're probably thinking to yourself right now, I don't even have a credit card and that's okay. If you don't have a credit card, now is a great time to start. The first thing you wanna do is go to your bank website and get apply for a credit card. Look for the credit card with zero fees, so zero account fees. And in New Zealand, there's um, ASB Visa Lite credit card, which is a fantastic option to get started as it has zero fees. If you're in Australia, you can have a look at the low fee credit card from ComBank, which has zero fees in the first year and zero fees in the subsequent years if you have a minimum of $1,000 worth of spend on the card during the year. Again, I'm not sponsored by any of these banks. I'm just saying it like it is. Wherever you are in the world, I'm sure there is also a zero fee credit card available to you as well. Also, another thing to note is that when you apply for the credit card, you might be eligible for a higher credit limit. So it might be $1,000, $2,000, $5,000, $10,000, sometimes even $15,000, $20,000. But don't be fooled by this. Just because you can get such a high limit on your credit card doesn't mean you go out and just grab it. You can start off with a lower limit, like a $500 limit or a $1,000 limit within the first six months or so. And once you have uh, built up that credit history for the first six to eight months, then you could maybe look at increasing that credit limit a little bit more to continue to improve your credit score. I can 100% guarantee you that if you stick it out for the six to eight months and regularly put in a small purchase on your credit card and pay it off in full every single month, your credit score will be much, much better than it is today. Because today your credit score is probably at zero anyway. In saying all of this, don't be stupid with your credit card. Just because you have all the credit available for you to use doesn't mean that you have to go out there and buy things that you normally wouldn't buy. Don't go out there and buy that Gucci belt or the Jordan 1s or the PlayStation 5 that you've been eyeing out for a while. This is what credit companies want you to do. They're banking on you to buy the things with the credit card that you wouldn't normally buy. So you spend more and then have a hard time paying the credit card back off in full then you have to pay that super high interest rate on the card as well. And that's how the credit card companies make their money. So if you have a really big issue with not being responsible enough to have a credit card, you may want to rethink getting one at this point in time. But for those that think they can control their spend, the only thing you need to do initially at the minimum is make a small purchase on the card and pay it off in full before the end of the month. And again, make sure not to miss any payments and that's really it. As a thanks, you will get rewarded with a higher and higher credit score which will allow you to get the best interest rates when you are trying to get a loan and the banks will be more inclined to lend to you as well. This is really where you will make the money. 
Now you can go out there and purchase that real estate property that you've been eyeing, asking the bank for the majority of the loan, and boom, you have a house that is paid off by the tenant in 20 to 25 to 30 years. And you will only have put a small portion of the house value as a deposit. Okay, so we ran through quite a few things on today's episode. I just want to finish off uh, by saying a couple of more really important points. The first one being, do not close off your credit card. Even if you don't use it, it will close all the credit history associated with it. And now you know that the more credit history you have available, the higher your credit score. The second one being that if you miss a payment on your credit card, it will be on your credit report for the next five to seven years. So having a credit card is a huge responsibility and make sure to pay it off every single month. I can't stress this enough and I'm literally getting stressed out here by saying it so many times. Another really important thing to note is that having credit available to you actually decreases the amount of money that you'll be able to borrow from the bank. So make sure you don't have a ginormous credit card limit or have many loans. On a lighter note, I hope all of you improve your credit score so much that you'll be able to leverage your money to make more money. Thanks everyone for listening to today's episode on credit cards. If you enjoyed the content or learned something from today's episode, please hit that follow button and the bell icon so you do not miss another episode. If you have any questions, tips, or suggestions, please feel free to message me on personalfinancewithkez at gmail.com. i leave you with a quote by a famous entrepreneur and real estate investor, Robert Kiyosaki. He says, Don't cut up your credit cards. The problem is not the cards. It's the lack of financial literacy of the person holding the cards.